Our desire is to become gospel-shaped people who, in response to the grace received from Christ, follow his example of love and service to others. Exploring this transformation through the reflection of God's word and the experience of others as we go. Hold it up to the Lord's prayer and say, "How can I, how can I make my prayer reflect like this?" As Christ did tell me that this is how you should pray. So there's the last two lines of the prayer that we're gonna and see what exactly it is that Christ is telling us to do with these lines of the prayer. So the very next line is to lead us not into temptation. And there's a lot here, and this is can be a very difficult line, I think, to understand, as it's possible even to, to I think, potentially even misunderstand um, or even misinterpret uh, some, some deeper things here. So lead us not into temptation. One of the first things that came into my mind was wondering if this means, well, does this mean that, that God is the one that is leading me to temptations in the first place? Because if I'm asking, please don't lead me into temptation. To me, that almost sounds like I'm saying, you've done this before, so don't do not do this. Don't lead me into temptation like you have before. But very quickly, the more I reflected on it, I began to think that that cannot possibly be what the message is here and what, what the meaning is, is I know that God is not a God that wants to see us in temptation and in and in sin, but there is, I think, an, a a distinction between between these two, between the temptation of sin and then the the desire and the will to commit sin itself. You know, Christ Himself was met with temptation. He was met with temptation in the in the wilderness. Um, I, I'm sure there are countless other times where Christ was tempted with something, even if it's not necessarily recorded down in our Bibles. But there is that difference between the temptation being present and then having a draw to that temptation and a draw to committing sin. And the distinction for Christ is that we know that he was tempted, but we also know that he never for a moment was was tempted or was swayed or had any inclination that he wanted to engage in that sin in that sin that he was tempted with. And I think that's that is a huge difference for us to take note of. That when I'm when I'm asking God to lead me not into temptation, I'm not asking for the temptations to be just completely removed. I'm not asking for there to never be things that come in my life that tempt me. Because I mean, we can see even in places like James, 
you know, it says consider pure joy, you know, when you face trials, when you're tempted, when these things come, because you know that that is testing your faith. It's like a fire that's burning off these impurities. So the act of the temptation is not is not what the problem is. The problem is that when we're met with temptation and then there is this real desire in our hearts to engage with that sin. And so when I say, Father, lead me not into temptation, it's another request. It's another ask of help me to not want to have that desire to engage in that sin. I don't want to have that desire. I don't want to have that that those feelings having power and sway over me. And when I look at all this within that context, and I look at that line, lead me not into temptation. To me, it is just yet another example, as we've seen previous times in this prayer, and as we see all over the Bible, of it's an admission of my absolute of my absolute necessity to have God in my life and to have his intervention. Dependence is the word I was fishing there for and I just couldn't find. It's my utter dependence on God that I can't, I can't do these things on my own. That when temptation is standing at my door, without the help and the power of God, I don't know how I'm able to to ever say no it's it's ingrained in us i think as people it's ingrained in us as human beings ever since the fall that saying no to a temptation requires the hand of god it requires the help of god and and only his mercy and grace which is why at the end of this prayer we say lead me not into temptation father don't let my heart be swayed and let me keep my heart, my eyes, my mind fixed upon you. And then going along with that, to end the prayer, you say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So again, it's not, I don't think there's this, there's not this vision that God is just going to miraculously wipe every instance of temptation from your life and that you will never feel tempted again. You will never feel the pull of something you know is not right. But God is giving us the tools. He's giving us the avenue to ask him to help me. Help deliver me. Help me not be swayed. Change my heart. Change the things I ask for. Change the things I seek. And then maybe I won't be so swayed. Maybe maybe the, the allure of that sin will not be so strong when I ask God to be the one to deliver me from evil. We're asking for protection. Asking for protection in a very practical sense from those who wish to do us harm. And also asking protection from those who wish to do us harm at a spiritual level. I find it, I really do find it, that the times in my life that I have been, I have felt the most vulnerable to sin and to temptation are times when my mind is not on Christ, when my mind is not on God. That's when the enemy is able to have a foothold and present all these sins, all these temptations in front of me and say, here, look at these things and now partake. 
And when my mind is not fixated on God, is not fixated on Christ, it's so much easier to fall into that trap. But when I ask God, deliver me from evil, I can feel this weight come about me. That's a constant in my prayer life, that there are, there are temptations that I struggle with and that I have struggled with since I was young and I still struggle with today. And whenever, whenever those temptations come about, one of the most surefire ways of getting past it, of getting through it, without engaging in the sin, without falling into that trap, is to simply ask God for help. And say, here's where I am. I'm in temptation. And I need your help out. Deliver me from evil. And when I just speak that out loud, whenever I just I, I present that and I, I, I name it and I hand it over to God, I hand it to Christ and I say, you died on a cross, you have already settled this account. So I'm giving this to you because I know that this is a place it can be dealt with. And I can start to feel that weight being lifted off of my shoulders. The The Lord's Prayer is is nothing but a gift, a gift to help shape our prayer life, to help guide us into our gospel life. The The gospel itself is interwoven into this prayer that shapes not only how we pray, but how we live and how we ought to view God and view Christ in our life. And again, I, I hope that, um, that you have utilized the Lord's Prayer as a blessing to help guide you and to help reshape your life into a gospel-centered life. Um, going forward, uh, hopefully starting next week, we're going to start getting to talk to some people again. Um, we've got a few different ideas and a few different people I plan on talking about, so we'll we'll get into that whenever, whenever the time comes. But I'll leave you uh, one last time uh, just with the Lord's Prayer as we're, as we're ending today. It goes, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have debt against us. And lead us not into temptation Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thank you, Father.